Hey guys, welcome back to the Pennies and Pounds podcast with your host Kia. And this is the podcast where we aim to dispel your myths, simplify difficult financial jargon and rectify your own personal problems. We are back again with another episode and I know I've been gone for a while, but with good reason, with very good reason. For some of you who may follow us on social media, you will know that I have just finished recording a show with Channel 4, which has been amazing, but it has literally taken up all my time since April, I think we've been recording. And I've been to like Birmingham, Cardiff, Glasgow. I've been all over the place and that has meant... That my schedule has not been sturdy and not been steady. So it's been hard for me to record. Alas, we are done. You can stream all the episodes, not all the episodes, three episodes at present are live on YouTube um, to watch. It's been a great fun. So hopefully you enjoy the episodes, but we are back with the podcast and we are back with another amazing guest. So backstory in this guest though, we tried to record last year, I believe my guest and I tried to record and things just didn't go to plan. Like it just... So many things just didn't go to plan. But I believe that things happen for a reason and we are back again with, it's going to be an amazing episode. But let me not even introduce his guests. Let me let them introduce themselves because their accolades speak for themselves. But guess who are you? Hi, that's a uh, thank you. So, hey, thank you. Yeah, Hello. my name is Samuel Kisaga. Uh, and yeah, I'm a TEDx speaker, entrepreneur Ooh. and uh, currently working in EdTech as a senior content executive. You, honestly, you are killing it right now. You're doing, and sorry, can you tell us a bit more about your, your business? Don't you say I'm an entrepreneur, oh, can yeah. you tell us? Of course, yeah. So um, my business could work with mouth. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a while, for, it's been about for a while. It has, it has. Yeah, like since since since, since pre-TikTok times. I know, that's, I know. That's a thing that, you know, pre-TikTok. Pre- Pre-TikTok, so like, this is given like BC and AD. Yeah, okay, cool, pre-TikTok BT. times. Post TikTok, BT, pre TikTok. It's actually a thing. I'm I'm being sorrow. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. I'm going to start using that. But um, yeah, so essentially, Worth Mouth is uh, a community platform and insight agency where we share positive stories about diverse young people and we help companies uh, understand and recruit young people from diverse backgrounds. And uh, and yeah, it's all about essentially building that connection between, you know, uh, corporate companies and helping them access. Um, those communities that they say they can't access and it's yeah. like yeah we know why you can't we'll, we'll come in and fix that for you and, and make sure you find the right people to get in that, get in those roles that is amazing you've done some incredible work I know one of your big things is um do you know what? I'm gonna let you tell it I saw I was gonna mention Tesco but I did see um that you I think it was a couple of months ago now you had um it was all probably for men and black men right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so talk us more about what happened there yeah so yeah so um some people may not know, I'm currently, um, I've been working with Tesco for quite a while actually, but I'm currently mentored by the CEO of Tesco UK. Amazing. And um, that was, that again was, was work to do with helping to create authentic diversity in organisations. And we've done a lot of work with Tesco from working with their senior leaders to actually helping to bring more young, diverse young people into their corporate side. Because I think a lot of companies are seeing that they, they can get diversity at entry level roles or roles that are maybe like don't have aren't as um, aren't like heavily skilled, but mm-hmm. sometimes they f- they find it hard to attract them at, on the on the other side of stuff. Yeah, um, and then yeah, so I I kind of brought him and um, to a, to a group uh, that I'm part of called Men of Purpose, and um, yeah, it was basically like fifty young black men um, being able to learn directly from a from a CEO you know, and in a vulnerable and honest way. And, and yeah, it was super powerful, man. I think one of my, one of my greatest achievements, because I always believe in, in sharing, you know, pulling that ladder down for, for those, um, for young, for other people, especially, 
you know, things that you wish you had yeah. when you was kind of like on the come up as well. Yeah, it looks amazing. I remember I was watching the snaps. And I think at one point I was like, why didn't I get invited? This looks so <laughs> sick. And uh, it clicked. I said, ah, oh, right. Yeah, this is, this is not for me. It's not for me. But that's okay because it looked so incredible. And I think it's an amazing achievement. Um, so yeah, you should be proud of yourself. And I'm sure you are. But we're going to go into the main bulk of this episode. But before yeah. we do... I haven't done it in a while because I haven't done a podcast episode in a while, but I'm going to bring it back. We're going to play a game. I'm going to play a game with this or that. This or that. So as it sounds, I'm going to give you two options. You say this or that. Which one would you pick? Okay. Okay. Quick while. Well, it doesn't have to be quick. You can take your time and think about it. But when I give you the options, pick the option and tell me why you picked them. Cool. 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 First one, GCSEs or (laughs) A-levels? GCSEs. Why GCSEs? Because I smashed my GCSEs and I... Scrape my A levels. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you know they say like the jump from GCSE to A level. Is it? Mad. Yeah, it is mad. It is very. So much basically, mad. my GCSEs, I got like and this. All I'm, this is one of still my proudest achievements. Yeah. I got basically all A stars and A's. Oh, amazing! But I got a B in French, and okay. I would say that's a B in French language, no matter. But then when I did my first smoking A level, because yeah. I did like A level maths, economics, you went hard, chemistry, physics. I was, listen up. That's just a maths based. Man, thought I was going to be this scientist. Listen, Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. Listen, the first mock I got, I got a U. I said, yeah. Yeah, done. You said, yeah. yeah. I said, yeah. yeah, it's time for a relook about my options here. Because yeah. man thought, I went, man went from A star maths to, to, to first mock, getting a U or E. Listen, I was like, yeah, you know what? Come. A levels is a serious thing. People tell you it's serious. But, but you don't realise until you get humbled by the yeah, graves. Yeah, you're like, humbled. wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, GCSEs all the way. Cool. All right. Next one. Would you rather, so this or that. A two-year unpaid apprenticeship, yeah? Okay. <laughs> I can see your, the cogs turning in your brain. Or yeah. a fully funded university degree. A fully funded university degree? Okay. Nah, Considering okay. you didn't, no, an okay. apprenticeship. I know, I know. But you said unpaid. That's I know, I know. You're thinking no money. <laughs> unpaid. I know. But it depends. Right. depends where though. These are some questions you have to ask with context. I would say, yeah, I would say, I would say an apprenticeship if it's like a company that's worth... Worth the... the yeah, worth Suffering the, the unpaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, last one. I ask every single guest, would you rather £50,000 in cash or dinner with Jay-Z? <laughs> 50k cash. <laughs> what? No one to this point has picked Jay-Z. Yet. Oh, <laughs> Poor Jay-Z. Sorry, Jay. I'm sorry. Because Jay-Z would tell me you should have took the £50, man. Yeah, no, he would actually would have Over. <laughs> He actually would have said that. He actually would have said that. Well, thank you for playing that with me. I yeah. think that's really fun. Now let's get into the meat of this episode. So I'd like to take it back with all the guests mm. and find out about their childhood. Because I find that you can you can see a lot of the traits as to how they are today. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, we tend to develop those habits from young and they tend to show themselves as we get older. So mm. talk to us about your childhood. I know you've been quite open and transparent in your TEDx talk, which is a Again, an amazing watch if you haven't watched it. But talk us through your childhood. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. 23, um, born to Nigerian parents. Um, born in Nigeria, actually, but grew up, in, mm. grew up in the UK since like two years old. So I would definitely say like, you know, my Nigerian heritage has definitely come from my parents. And um, yeah, grew up um in Southeast London, before it was gentrified, you know, in the ends, like when the ends was the ends. Got two siblings, you know, oldest. So I think from young, I've had that mentality of responsibility because um, if, if people don't have parents, when you're the firstborn, 
pressure seriously to do to do well. Um, went to, to went to to a secondary school that was like relatively relatively like local. Um, but I'll say once once exam once GCSE was done, I think that's where my my trend of taking alternative paths and not having the going down the usual path probably started to happen. So after sixth form, I actually got into a selective grammar school, which um, which was actually was kind of an experiment, um, which was which was essentially trying to provide young people who were kind of intelligent but from working class backgrounds with the same similar education as private school kids. So it was a, they partnered with a private school, um, and um, it meant that we had we shared some resources where we where we studied was near them, um, and we had to go to school six days a week because they were boarding school. So during A levels, yeah, I was going Monday to Saturday. That's my TEDx talk. And, and I think that that those kind of things have taught me to where I am today. Um, and then after that, um, that's again where things start to go a bit different. So when I was 17, um, I actually became a father. So I've got a, I've got a little one. And again, that kind of changed my trajectory for things because, you know, this, my, my vision from at that point was, you know, was university. But at that same time, I was, I was building my business. So I was thinking, you know, uni business, do this, do the Mark Zuckerberg thing, drop out, you know, drop out second year, we'll there by 28, whatever, 23, whatever. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know how the story, I, I yeah. saw the, the, the story was already written, didn't it? The yeah. documentary was, I already, saw, I already knew I was going to start a documentary too. Oh wow, you really planned title, out all title, of that. the book, everything, <laughs> set. Like I was so focused and then um, that kind of happened and I thought, cool, this is a different path I'm going down. So then I actually took an alternative route post, you know, 16 post A-levels. And I done a degree apprenticeship, which um, actually really it wasn't really heard of back then. I think it's more popular now, um, especially because you know, university degrees are that serious, <laughs> and I think more young people are seeing that university alone isn't enough to get a good job at, them at sometimes. And then and then yeah, then from there that's kind of like my story goes. And then I've kind of like been building the business still, and I've moved on from where I am now. But um, yeah, that's quickly quick whistle stop. You so, have done a lot in that time. <laughs> I'm. I'm a- Especially surprised about your sixth form experience. Mm. I thought mine was bad. Okay, not bad. But I thought mine was intense. I think that's a better word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because where I went was very much so. I was in sixth form at 6 a.m. I left at 6 p.m. And that was my life for two years. Don't say fool. You you was in six days a week. Yes, yeah. I I still feel like I need to look at some of the, like, laws. It must must have been legal. Because, like... (laughs) But it was honestly, it was it was cool, man. Like looking right there and then, I think I, I kind of like felt like, what have I done to myself? But looking back in terms of looking at how I've turned some of the disadvantages into advantages, and like some of the some of the things it's taught me, like you know, work ethic, yeah, the the, the where it was based, it was based what was Westminster, like mm-hmm. you know. It says growing up in South East London, you know, unless you're going to Central, not really, you're not really going around them sides. So every day I was going, to, I was going past the Big Ben, bus past Parliament was having assemblies in Westminster Abbey. Like, you know, I was getting used to being around this, this environment of like, you know, of prosperity, you know, of importance. And I think that allowed me to think bigger as well, as well. So I think, um, yeah, a change in perspective always helps, helps to see if the, you're smiling. Well, that's nice segue into what I was going to ask <laughs> you next. That's how I'm smiling. Nice segue. You really just built that segue for me. So off the back of that, you know, you, mess, you mentioned, um, you know, disadvantages from where you you know where you grew up and those kind of things mm. you you d- definitely go into it a lot more in your TEDx talk mm-hmm. but I want to ask you you very much emphasize that you as you mentioned just now you developed a mindset of gratitude mm. 
there are some people who may come from disadvantaged backgrounds and may not have that mindset, right? Because sometimes yeah. it feels like if you haven't got got things, how can you be appreciative of the things you have? How did you develop that mindset of gratitude? I, I'll say it's because of my life, you do have things. Like you don't have, you may not have the things that you want, but it doesn't mean you haven't got anything. You know what I mean? And I would say like, it's also about knowing Knowing that um, there are like there's like there's like levels in terms of how bad things can get, you know. I said my mum used to talk to me a lot about like what it was like for her growing up in Nigeria because she was the first generation immigrant. She grew up in Nigeria, like, and then and she she kept a hundred for me. She kept a hundred for me, telling me like how hard she worked, you know, how she grew up having holes in her shoes, having to walk to school you know, having holes in her roof, like, like those kind of things. I know that she was still able to, you know, um, be motivated to change the situation. And, you know, even though I, I grew up in a council estate, like obviously shared a room with my, my siblings, two siblings, for, that was still not as bad as what my mom came from. So I think that kind of things definitely helped me to help more gratitude. gratitude. And then, and as you as 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 you're entering new spaces, you, you remember I still remembered those like where I came from. And I guess the desire for me not to go back to where to the situation I came from makes you appreciate the new things. You know what I mean? And my tattoo what I say like it's kind of it's kind of a thing you're forced to have because if you don't, you'll be you kinda of be miserable all the time, innit? And I think, you know, happiness can come from you um, changing your perspective on, on, on situations, you know, something that can be subjective to you. Because some people might, because we know there's people who are super wealthy and aren't happy because, um, and there's people who are, may not have as much and are happy. Cause I, and I feel that's because emotions like are irrational. Yeah. Like you can be, when you're sad, you're, you're generally sad. Like you, 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 can, you can be crying in a Bentley but you're still, <laughs> you but you're like, still sad. But you're still sad. <laughs> yeah. and, and I don't think when you're, and when you're sad like that, your, your mind doesn't think, let me appreciate what I have. Your mind just thinks my, my life is, my life is shit. And like, yeah. a lot of times those things are even normal to you anyway. So you, you can't use that as gratitude. I agree with you. And I think coming from a disadvantaged background, um, often sometimes does paint your path for you. Mm. You know, often if you're coming from a certain area. Um, so I grew up in East London. Um, mm. I grew up in, what is known as the poorest borough in London. Um, East Ham. Girl, that's, that is a town. That is not a borough. Oh, oh, that is oh, happy. That is a borough, but that's not the right oh, borough. Sorry, I'm me, not going to tell you my borough. Now you're me, guessing. Let me shut up. <laughs> I'm guessing. I'm not going to tell you. Hey, I've got, I'm just trying to like hella people <laughs> yeah, right yeah, now. Just, people listen to me thinking raw. Yeah, raw. That's your first thought. No, but I, I, <laughs> but I grew up in the poorest borough. Yeah, yeah, London, yeah. Right? Um, and it's... To, to some, it's kind of like your path is written for you. Mm. You know, there's only so much you can achieve. Mm. But I think, you know, as you kind of touched on, you can really just go for anything. And I think mindset definitely does play a big role. Swiftly into my next question. You have now, congratulations, gone into a new role, mm -hmm. a senior position, mm -hmm. which is brilliant. How was that journey there? Because obviously you are not new to this podcast obviously we like I said we tried to record yeah, before yeah, yeah, but you have been here you on our national apprenticeship day mm -hmm. episode which was great but talk us through your journey i said that like, when i did my degree apprenticeship like my mom was like eh, can you can you give me apprenticeship? like she's like what is that like but i was like mom when i get a degree my degree's paid for by the company i'm working there as well so like i'm actually like it's actually such a no-brainer like you're getting paid a salary 
you're getting a degree paid for and you still do it in three years, same time. Just, you don't get the vibes. Like you're, you're basically going to work hard. You're going to enter into the working world really quickly. But what that gives you, that gives you three years of experience. It gives you the chance to save money so you can be ahead. It gives, a, it gives you the chance to um, obviously have no debt. And essentially you, you're ahead of, I generally feel like you're, you're, you're much ahead mentally, financially, like if you, mm-hmm. obviously if you do, if you do what you're doing well. Um, and like, yeah, I was at a company called Pearson. Pearson is like a massive education company. And I just feel like um, it allowed me, yeah, it's allowed me to continue to, it allowed me to gain the experience I needed, you know, allowed me to be in, be in spaces mm. that allow me to learn. Like, and the thing is, I'm, much, I'm a believer in environment. Like, I think, I think your environment can dictate the luck you get. There's, and, I, and, I've, and, I've, and I've learned that from actually growing up in, you know, in ends and growing up in the area where, you know, crime is high. And my mummy was told, told me like, you know, like being, being in certain environments, you know, either positive things will come to your negative things. You know what I mean? You might not be physically involved in, you know, crime, but if you're around, if you're around people doing crime, around people like, eventually you're going to be in a situation where you may have no choice but to do X, Y, Z. If you're, around, if you're going to be around people who are doing positive things, you know what I mean? You may not know what to do or what to get in, but mm. eventually there's going to be opportunity to arise and you just be in the right place at the right time. Yeah, so course. me being in that situation, it gave me like it gave me a massive mentor that didn't, like I mean so I was being mentored by the CEO of that company of a FTSE 100 company at 18 years old like you know learning directly from him you know what I mean someone who is yeah someone 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 who who I, I think you know many people wouldn't you know what I mean wouldn't ever had a chance to have mm-hmm. physically met like well how would I have met someone who's a CEO if I wasn't working in the company you know, allow me to do my TEDx talk, allow me to do a lot of other things. And I think all of those things, experiences, and as well as the transferable skills I took from just my my life and applied, I think it made, yeah, it made me, I guess, more motivated to, to go, and more bold to just have audacity and go for things that I didn't, might not feel I'm qualified for. And I think it, it also allowed me to, you know, have the charm, have the mindset of like, I can be resourceful, I can get things done. You know, I'm also driven, and I think that's what allowed me to stand out in the, and get the role I'm, I'm in now. And you know, it feels good, and it? it feels good because I feel like, especially as like young black, like t- and like people in the workforce, I do feel like I s- majority of people I see are you know who are either or even um, spoke like seen as only entry level, like like you know what I mean, like, and I never see like people who are. Who, who feel like they, you know what I mean, who are given the chance to, to be seen. I think that's quite rare. Yeah. Like I saw a stat yesterday the other day, only 10 out, only 10 out of 297 top CEOs in the UK are from an ethnic minority. I'm Crazy. pretty sure those that are actually black would probably be one or two. Yeah, exactly. So like there is a lack of, there is a lack of representation. There is, and as well, there's, there is a lack of, asp- there may be a lack of um, belief, you know what I mean? Um, that and you I can think, reach certain places yeah, yeah. and I think I, I personally I've given myself the duty that I want to change that man I want to I, I want to be a, someone a senior executive you know in a massive company or my company or another company you have been talking throughout it's been a common theme you know using your disadvantage mm. as an advantage so for anyone who's listening who says you know what I can resonate with your story Sam yeah but are in you know have come from a certain place and feel like oh it's not going to benefit me you know sometimes I know before when, you know, before I got into this and I was actually applying for, for roles, I kind of felt like, oh, 
my postcode, you're going to see where I'm yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, or, oh, I went to like a state school, I don't know how I'm going to be judged. Mm. Or, you know, all these different things. How would you say that someone, or like a couple of tips that you'd give to someone to see as an advantage and not something that's going to hinder them? Okay, of course. So cool. I'll say like, uh, tip one's all about um, understanding like experience can come from unconventional ways. And it's not about what you do especially like interviews and CV, it's not about what you say, it's kind of about how you say it. And I think that ability of to, to see, to, to say this is what, this is what it is, but this is what, this is how you can see it and give a counterpoint, see it another way. I think it's a skill that companies want anyway. So I would say like, maybe list down, list of, list down the list of things that you're proud of, like in school, out of school, work, out of work, just list down things you've, maybe since you was like 11 years old, that you can generally remember, so you're proud of that you've that you've done or can do. E.g., you know, did you look after your siblings growing up? E.g., you know, did you did you have to take care of um, you know your your parents? Did you have to contribute to some bills with growing up? Like, did you have to did you have to swell, sell sweets in school like me because you wanted to be able to. So you wanted to go so you can afford to get a haircut, so your dad didn't have to cut your hair every day, <laughs> and then you, you come to school with a mad trim. Like, like list those things down. And then, like, think about um, all of, like, key attributes that you think make you employable. And you can find this in, like, you know, on Google, just Google, like, employability skills for the next for the next 10 years, because that's what companies look for. And a lot of it you will see is actually a lot of, like, interpersonal skills, soft skills. And then just try to map, try to, try to create a story that maps what that achievement you've done to this skill that people, companies want to see and see if you can create a story be seen that. And then that's, that's, that's the perfect way to, to turn that disadvantage into advantage and say, you know what, this is my situation. I might not have top internship from this company. I may not have had, you know, I may not have, I may not have you know, been able to volunteer at XYZ or work for this summer internship at this big, big full company. But here's what I have done and here's what it's taught me. You know, EG, maybe you start your own lash business or, you know I mean? I think what embodies like the Gen Z generation Z is like, you know, side hustles and doing your own thing and trying to, trying to be entrepreneurial. Like, yeah, I think all those things give you skills that, you know, that you can bring to life and, and, and tell, talk to about, talk about. I think that's, that's really powerful. Even you just saying, cause you wouldn't usually think that, right. You mm. wouldn't think maybe like to looking after your siblings is something that you can bring to an interview and say, I've done this and this translate into this skill, but it does. So, Sam, I'm going to give you one last Gem that you're gonna leave everyone with. What be the one thing? Oh. Yeah, make it a good one. Make it a good one. This we gonna end on. Christ. What's the one thing that you say that everyone who's listening should take away from this episode from you? Cool. I'll say like something I've been telling myself recently is um, be impatient with action, but be patient with results. And I say that's because I think our generation has grown up with things being very instant and quick. You know, the internet has allowed us to access information at a tip at, at, at a tip of a, of a finger. Mm-hmm. We can watch we can watch videos. We can watch, we can basically we can be we can be entertained forever if we wanted to be on our devices. And I think it's made us kind of impatient sometimes because, like, you know, I, I catch myself sometimes when I, when something's buffering for three seconds, I'm getting pissed off. Like, like why is this buffering? Like, like because you're we're so used to getting things instantly. And I think that can be translated into how we sometimes see life and sometimes translate how we like, how we see our goals, how we see our way we approach um, situations. And I, um, and I think, yeah, 
as a result, that can that can lead to like anxiety because you could be feel like we're not we're not meant to be where we're supposed to be because we see other people maybe doing doing better, quote unquote, better than us. And the reason why I say be impatient with action is because I think that is the that is kind of like the some of like the antidote for for that feeling. You know what I mean? To be like, you know what, like if you if you for example, when you have when you when you've done an exam and you know you've done your absolute best, you've whatever the result is, like you 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 don't really feel away because you know, listen, I've done the best I can do. If I get an A, say, if I get a D, cool, but I know I did my best. So I think if you if you if you have a goal and you're impatient, like get getting to work, getting started, but you're saying, you know what, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna be consistent, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the gym every day, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this every day, I'm gonna watch this every day to let help me feel better. But I know the results will be like, you know, gradual, you know. Um then yeah. Um, and it will be overnight then I think mentally you'll be, you'll be more patient but you still actually get towards that goal you want I love that I think like you said we're so impatient with stuff but it is very good like what you said there just being patient things will happen in their right time yeah. and it helps ease things like that we quite often do have so thank you for leading us to that before we wrap up can you tell everyone listening and watching where they can find you and follow you and follow worth of mouth tell yeah me. so yeah guys my name is Samuel Kisaga you can find me on LinkedIn you can also find me, it's my full name. It'll probably be somewhere. Hopefully it'll be somewhere Yeah, it will be, don't worry. You can find me on Instagram at CEO Sam and you can check out Worth of Mouth if you want to see, you know, daily positive content to inspire you to reach your personal career goals. We show career opportunities as well. Um, follow us at, at Worth of Mouth on all social platforms and our website. So yeah, follow us up. Amazing. As always, it'll be in the description whether you're listening or watching so you can click through it and make it a lot easier. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Everyone listening, watching, thank you so much for being here. We'll be back again next week. Yes, I said next week. We're back to weekly. <laughs> I changed to fortnightly when I was filming, trying to fall, and then I stopped filming. But we're back to weekly. See you again next week. Bye, everyone.